I'm Lisa Stone, and you're listening to Parenting Aces. Welcome to season 10 of the Parenting Aces podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Stone. I have been relegated to the back porch because we have some stuff going on and have no power inside the house today. So it's a bit crazy. Um, please bear with us. Those of you who are watching or excuse me, who are listening on a podcast app, I hope you'll check out the video version of this podcast on parentingaces.com and on our YouTube channel. I want to just say a big thank you to Tennis Channel. We are part of the Tennis Channel Podcast Network and love being part of that. Also a reminder, if you haven't done so already, we'd love for you to become a premium member of Parenting Aces by going to parentingaces.com and clicking on the join button. Also, do a little shopping while you're on our website. We've got some cool merch with our logo on it, and we'd love for you to uh, make a purchase and rock the Parenting Aces logo at your next tennis event. So without further ado, I want to bring, we have a whole panel of people for this week's podcast. It's going to be a little crazier than normal, but bear with us. Um, I'm really, really excited to have Cindy Brinker, Carol Wayman, Gail and Jerry Moran, and Matthias Moran joining us to talk about Little Mo. And I am going to gradually add them all into the shot here. Please bear with me. This is such a test of, of my technical acumen or lack thereof. But I am unmuting all of you guys one at a time. So, um, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Cindy, I want to just start with you and say thank you so much for doing the podcast. And mm. I would love to have you give a little history of Little Mo to our listeners this week. Well, thank you, Lisa. It is always such a pleasure to be with you. And thank you for inviting our MCB and Little Mo family to be with you today and all for all your listeners. Many of them might have already played Little Mo or are or, or interested in playing. Well, mom, my mom, who is the inspiration behind Little Mo, Maureen Conley, Maureen Little Mo Conley, uh, she's known as Little Mo when she played, her, her career was short in the 1951 to 1954. And she was able to compete and win Grand Slams and actually to compete in Grand Slams because of the generosity of the San Diego tennis patrons. She was from San Diego. And so she always had a heart to give back to the sport, to give, she had such a passion for tennis. So when she then, uh, her career was over and our family moved to Dallas, she met Nancy Jeffett and they started the Morning Conley Breaker Tennis Foundation in 1968. It just so happened they established it as a nonprofit. And that was the year, sadly, before she passed away in 1969 of cancer. But a movement started, Lisa, and, and, and Nancy and mom joined forces because they wanted to develop junior tennis. And so in 1998, under the, the great eye of Carol Wayman, the Little Mo, the Road to Little Mo was started. And what that was is it, it's a tournament 
progression. It's a it's a year long tennis circuit for eight year olds to twelve year olds. That's where our sweet spot is eight to twelve, and it is for a very small sliver of the junior pop tennis population, the elite, gifted, and talented, really sliver. And so we have a sectional tournament in 19 different sections around the United States. And then those who advance in the sectionals then get to play in the regionals. We have four regionals, east, west, north, and south. And then the final grand tournament is the nationals. And that's always in September in Austin. So as these great little players are competing and they are moving forward with success in the tournaments, Lisa, they get to come to the national. And then about 15 years ago, we added three international tournaments. And actually, we added them um, on the 60th anniversary of Mom's Grand Slam. She won the Grand Slam in 1953 and just bragging rights of a daughter. She was the first woman and still the only American woman to win the Grand Slam, which is, you know, Lisa, are all the four majors. Uh, in one calendar year. So we start the Grand Slam and anyone who wins all three of our international tournaments and they're in California, New York, right before the U.S. Open. And then we have our granddaddy of them all in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. If any player wins those three in one calendar year, they get a six foot trophy. It's the largest trophy ever given out in junior tennis. You got to win all three, just like mimicking moms winning four, but we have three tournaments. So our Road to Little Mo and our Little Mo program is really to encourage players, not just being champions on the court, because these are the best and brightest talented juniors. And Mateus is one of them and played <laughs> very well. And we've also added a uh, a big Mo for, for 14 and under and 16 under some of our tournaments as well. But the idea is, Lisa, to, yes, help juniors play against each other. And what's unique about us is eight-year-olds play eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds play nine-year-olds, 10-year-olds play 10-year-olds. Because as you know, as a 10-year-old, the only tournaments they have today to play are 12 and under. And it's even hard, it's hard for even the best 10-year-old because of physicality and just mature development to compete against a 12-year-old. So we have every player plays their age. They're, they competes against the same age as, as they. So they can see what the competition is like. And then we also, though, very importantly, focus on sportsmanship, fair play. We really preach this because sportsmanship, fair play, integrity, giving back to the sport, uh, uh, being a good winner and loser. Because if all we did, Lisa, if all we did was to create and develop champions on the court, I think my mom would have said, no, that's not good enough because that's not what tennis did for me is to also create champions off the court like Mateus. Young, outstanding individuals who are go, going to go on to maybe play professional, maybe be a teaching pro, but to be most importantly, and this is what we say to them, they're going to be a young man and a young woman a lot longer than they're going to be a tennis player. So to go on to be good corporate citizens, to be good employers, employees, to be good husbands, wives, mothers, fathers, to be good citizens. So that's mm -hmm. what we really support through our Little Mo program. I love that. We just lost the girl, so I'm hoping she'll join us again. But, um, oh, she's trying to come back on. Hang on one second. Let me bring her back. Oh, you're back. Okay, sorry Carol. That. No, no worries. So I have to ask, do y'all still do the gift exchange among the players? We do. We do. 
Can you talk yes. about that? Because to me, that is one of the coolest things I've ever seen at a junior event. Carol, you might explain that. And we and we also have just also parenthetically little mo coins that our umpires will give to players if, if they demonstrate good sportsmanship, fair play, saying good shot, or, or just exhibiting excellence, a standard of excellence that embodies the spirit of Lil Mo. So they are given little co coins called Lil Mo coins, and, and the kids love them because they can redeem them for little gifts that we have as part of our tournament. And I think when the kids go and, and receive their trophies, the parents are more interested in the hardware, but the kids are more excited about what gifts they can get as they redeem their little Mo coins. So it, again, it's all part of this idea of sportsmanship. Hey, Carol, why don't you share about the, the player exchange? It's awesome. Good. Good to be with you, Lisa. Good to um, see you, my fellow stream now we're from the same hometown. So, yes, exciting. Um, well, the gift exchange started uh, one year when at the Nationals, we had some Hawaiian players come over, and they brought everybody that they played uh, some Hawaiian chocolates and a lei, you know, the floral lei that goes around your neck. And they brought one to me and the other volunteer ladies. And and so um, I just thought that was so special. And all the kids just loved. They always wanted to play the Hawaiian teams because they got the, the gifts. <laughs> so I decided that, you know, maybe that would be something that we would try the next go around and just have everybody that would, um, you know, bring something small, like a $10 or less gift to their just their first round opponent and uh, something that would represent their state or city or country. And um, it's just been real special, especially uh, like one lady told me that, you know, she was cleaning out her son's room when he went off to college and he threw away everything. And but he kept a little small gift that he had gotten from a boy he played in from Poland. Uh, so it just means a lot to the kids when they it's like Christmas sort of when they get a uh, gift and it makes it uh, a good way to start the tournament. You meet a friend right off the first day and you have a gift. So it's kind of hard to be mad or upset when you lose or, or you beat somebody that's just giving you a gift. So, And hard to exhibit poor sportsmanship. Exactly. Exactly. So there's a method to our madness, Lisa. <laughs> I, I love it. I absolutely love it. So last year, Little Mo, like many other sporting events for kids, got put on the back burner because of COVID. But y'all are back in 2021 and registrations are now open for the summer's series of tournaments. Can you, Carol, tell us how to register and who should be registering for okay. these events? Okay. Yes. Uh, well, we, we had to cancel our sectional rounds. Uh, like Cindy said, we usually have 18 or 19 sectionals around the country, but we decided to, to not have those and start off at our regional level, which is always around this time of year in the summer. And the first one is coming up next month at the Berkeley Tennis Club, very prestigious club near San Francisco, um, July the 17th through the 19th. Um, then uh, the next one is going to be, let's see, I wrote them down here. Uh, the next one's going to be the, the East in the Palm Beach Gardens at the Ballinals Tennis Club. And then we'll have the South in Arlington Tennis Center in Arlington at the end of August. Then the North Regional will be over Labor Day at the Cary Leeds Tennis Center in the Bronx, New York. And then we'll have our Nationals. So there's four regionals. As Cindy said, will lead to the, the Nationals. So it'll be the top 16 players from each um, age group, boys 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12. 
and then the internationals is totally separate from the road to the Little Mo Nationals, which is the sectionals, regionals, nationals. The internationals is a, is a standalone where anyone around the world can play for ages 8 to 12 and also the Big Mo from ages 13 to 16. And that's December 3rd through the 8th in Palm Beach Gardens. And you can register for any of these tournaments. They're all open now uh, on mcbtennis.org. And just click on tournaments and you'll scroll down and you'll see all the tournament locations. It'll take you directly to UTR. Our tournaments give UTR rating points for yellow ball. Great. And, and they're yellow ball for all age groups, correct? Correct. We, we're one of the few tournaments that actually offer yellow ball for ages 8, 9, 10. Uh, we also have it for age 11 and 12. And, and like Cindy says, you know, the birth year is very important. We're known for that. Kids play kids that are born their same year, so they're not having to play somebody older, bigger, stronger, and they'll lose. They have a chance to win a trophy. They have a chance to be seated. So we feel like that's the best way to go for development purposes and to have fun. You meet somebody that's your own same age. You know, you may be a great player. Like, for instance, Charlotte Owensby, wonderful player. She won the Little Mo Nationals five years in a row. And her mother, she probably could have played on a college team, honestly, but her mother wanted her to have the Little Mo experience and meet other girls her same age and enjoy her experience. So we feel very strongly about this birth year um, not playing mm -hmm. up so much. And, I mean, if you look at the list of past champions of Little Mo's, it's a who's who in professional tennis. Well, it's getting to be that way. Um, for sure, Coco Goff is our next poster girl. Uh, Andy Roddick was our first one, and he won in 1992. And um, so I am getting old. I, I remember just like yesterday giving him his trophy when he was 10. Now he's a father and retired yeah. and commentator. So it's fun watching these kids come through like Dominic team and Sophia Kennan. And mm -hmm. it, it is beginning to be and a lot of college players, too. So mm -hmm. it really makes us feel good that we've had a, a big impact on a lot of these up and coming players. And Matias, you're, you're on our watch list. <laughs> yes. So, so Matias. Matias and his parents, Gail and Jerry, who you see on the screen, for those of you watching the video version, have started the Little Mo Club. And it's kind of an adjunct to what's happening with the Little Mo series of tournaments. And Matias, can you tell us a little bit about, you've got your Little Mo shirt on, which I love. Um, can you tell us a little bit about why y'all wanted to start the club and who it's for and what you're doing? Oh, I think. Oh, there we are. Go ahead. Oh, no, we don't have sound, Matthias. Let's see. Can we hear you now? Try again. No. Mm. no. Okay, I'm going to let you work on that a second. And Gail and Jerry, maybe you can talk about your involvement with Little Mo Club and how you and Matias are working together on this. So um, it, it started in, during COVID. Uh, we were very frustrated and, and especially looking at the, what was happening with the kids that they couldn't go play tournaments and there weren't courts opened. And it was such a, and we were so used to going with, you know, Matias and looking and playing around different tournaments and so on. And, and we were, 
we were looking for options and in one call with Carol, we, we shared the thought that, you know, we had to, meanwhile, this was happening. Maybe we could start a club where we could join kids from around. They have so many, there's so many little more players from around the world that we just thought it was interesting to, to have a way to connect them and, and do a network of, of players like, around the world because if you see the map of all the places where the, where the players have come from, it is just amazing. And um, so we started looking into it and, and figuring out how to do it. And, and we jumped into the challenge. Um, we then thought about getting and focusing, gathering content for kids that was specially made for kids. Uh, there's a lot out there for adults and for college players and for, but we thought that there was a, a good opportunity and it was a very nice project for the little Mo to, to, to be able to invite all the kids to this learning experience. And, and that's how we started. And so it's kind of morphed now into, I mean, it's a whole website of interviews and articles and information for the kids to connect, right? Correct. It started, uh, we, we started doing, we started gathering a lot of the information that was that, you know, uh, Carol, Cindy, they had a, about Little Moa, about everything that was going on um, and, and, the, and they had it uh, as an archive and we wanted to share it with there's a lot of kids that want to learn and that that they're very passionate of little mo and and we thought we needed to gather it all in one spot where you know if a kid was curious they could just log in they could read about her they could see you know who what other players or or pro players played the little mo because it's hard as carol says there's so many out there that they're just so talented and that they're up and running right now in the, in the top ranks. And it's very exciting, I guess, for, for kids to see that they're playing the same tournaments as professional players did 20 years ago. It, it, it's, it's been, it's been an experience to, to gather all that information and to share it with the kids and, and hopefully they like it. And Matias, what is your role with Little Mo Club? Mm. Oh, we still don't have sound. Oh no! Mm. Hello. Now we. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, basically, what I help with the Little Mo Club is uh, in the interviews. Um, I will interview. Um, I have done interviews with Alistair McCall. Uh, I interviewed you, Lisa couple months back um, and I've interviewed uh, Bill Norris and recently we also went to go interview Roy Barth um, up in South Carolina who was a student of Little Mo and he gave us all sorts of tips and tricks tips and tricks uh, while we were up there and uh, yeah I also help out with the with the the Instagram um, we do we do giveaways and raffles for for all our club members and our followers. Um, and yeah, I try helping around also with brainstorming new ideas to help add stuff to the club. So yeah, that's how I try my best to help around. And you're a player yourself, obviously. Um, you're wearing your shirt and you've played Little Mo events. And 
currently you're in the Yucatan training this summer. Can you talk a little bit about your junior tennis journey and how little Mo tournaments kind of fit into that? Yeah, so uh, I actually started playing Little Mo, I think when I was around seven or eight years old. And before the pandemic, I had gone to every Little Mo International, well, the ones in Florida, in Palm Beach, I had gone to all of them. And and it was a great experience. Since it's the first time I have a picture with um, one of the kids I played my first time. And, and it was hilarious because we were, we were shorter than the net. And, <laughs> Um, so just just being able to look back on those pictures and like that kid that I played was from 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 Great Britain from the UK so it was awesome being able to just be like wow I really just played someone at eight years old that was from a completely different continent you know like on the other side of the world and ever since then it's been a great experience so we kept going back we loved it um, we loved helping out at the tournament too so it kind of just became, we just kept going every year. We went to, to the one over in California a couple times. We, we did the Nationals in Texas. So it was just a tournament that we've always loved. And, and now I'm training here at, a, at an academy in Mexico, which is going great. Um, training a lot. But uh, yeah, no, the Little Mo is really, it's really like just the passion and the inspiration of like, just thinking like, yeah, as you guys were saying, you know, Andy Roddick won this tournament or Coco Goff who beat Venus Williams in Wimbledon just played this like three, four years ago and just being able to think like, wow, okay, so they just did this. So I'm, I'm like, you know, in the right direction. I'm following the right footsteps. So yeah, it's been, the Little Mo has been a great experience. And you've aged out of Little Mo, but have you played a Big Mo event yet? I have not. Um, so since the pandemic, I would have played this last year, but since the pandemic canceled it, I have not been able to, but I'm looking forward to this December to, to play the, the big mo. Awesome. Awesome. So Cindy, I'm going to come back to you because I really want to talk about what your mom's kind of vision was for junior tennis players and introducing kids to the game and getting them to fall in love with the game for a lifetime. Yes, that is exactly it. Mom consistently, I remember her telling me this and she never wanted me to play tennis, Lisa. So she highly discouraged me from playing because she didn't want me to fall in the footsteps of a famous parent. But I do remember so many times talking to her about tennis and just what tennis offered her. She was a young girl from San Diego uh, that was being raised by a single mom. So they, they didn't have the resources to really pursue tennis, but mom did show great talent. And through, again, the generosity of so many people, a great initial coach named Wilbur Folsom, who saw that she had innate talent and worked with her and worked with her, gave her free lessons. So she, and she shagged balls for his lessons. So after she shagged balls for his lessons, he would give her free lessons. And then he said, I've taken her as far as I can. So then he introduced her to um, Eleanor to teach tennis. And, and just that selflessness that he would give up what could have been a star for him, but recognizing that he had taken her as far as he could. And then to have, again, generous people support her tournament play because she would not have had the funds, Lisa, to go and play even 
this, the, the tournaments on the West Coast, much less the, the nationals uh, on the East Coast. And then, of course, the Grand Slams. So she just wanted to give back and to support this sport that had been just such the nucleus around which her life gravitated and just wanted to share that. And so she and Nancy Jeffett, they saw an opportunity and they did not look back. And they had initially uh, charity tennis tournaments to raise money for promising young juniors. Zena Garrison was one. Zena, even to this, when she was playing uh, professionally, she said that the Little Mo, the MCB, Morning Conley Breaker Tennis Foundation, really helped propel her and, and supported her and sponsored her to be able to play from the from the public courts of Houston to the Grand Slam events. So so whether it's Matias, whether it's those who go on to play professionally, and we have our eye on Matias, but but just to give kids an opportunity to play the sport of a lifetime that was so dear to mom. Yeah, I love that. Carol, can you talk a little bit about how people enter, what the what the criteria are for being accepted into a Little Mo event? Well, Little Mo has always been open to any player. We never wanted to discriminate against any player, age, or any other reason where they're from. So we have two different tracks. We have the road to the Little Mo Nationals track for United States players only. So um, players can enter any of our uh, regionals uh, tournaments, like our four coming up, on mcbtennis.org and click on tournaments. It'll take you right to the registration. And then our Little Mo Internationals in December, that's open to any player worldwide, um, ages 8 to 16. And, and our Little Mo Road is 8 to 12. And we have Green Dot for 8, 9, and 10, and also Yellow Ball for 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12. And it's singles only. Um, <clears throat> players, uh, we have player parties, we have opening ceremonies, uh, we give like kindness awards and sportsmanship awards, and just we just try to make it fun. That's really what Little Mo is known for, as well as I've heard our big trophies. So, between the two things, we, we do feel like that's our secret sauce. Is there a minimum ranking or UTR that a player no. needs to get selected? No, not at all. Uh, that's why we have the road designed for. From the sectional round, which are, is our grassroots, where anyone can play. It could be your first tournament. Most likely it's not, but we want Little Mo to be tournament friendly to where they get a great experience right off the bat. But of course, in that mix is going to be some really good players too that are going to advance on to the regional round. So we try to accommodate both levels. Uh, you know, kids just starting out, the middle range, which is most of the draw, and then the upper levels which are going to advance so we just encourage all kids to play and don't you know shop the ranking it's more about the experience and enjoying tennis and meeting players your own age and having fun that's going to um, ensure the kid will enjoy tennis for the rest of their life for sure so just to clarify if you enter you're in if you enter you are in yeah absolutely okay. yes okay. and well we do cap the number uh, at 32. Uh, so we encourage people to be a part of the first 32. So we want people to register now and we'll start a waiting list, um, alternate list, so to speak. But our divisions are capped at 32 right now. We may open them up depending on the size of the other draws. But uh, if you if you play tennis and you want to play Little Mo and you register, you're in. Okay. So sign up early. It's not yes. like 
other events where you have to be picked by the tournament director based on a ranking or rating. If you are among the first ones, first 32 to sign up, you are in the draw. So right now it's Right. We're, we're almost, yes, we're, we're filling up. We're almost to a hundred players in some of our events. So um, not per division, but overall. So it's all, right. it's going to be great tournament, seeing good signs. Everybody's ready to get back on the courts. Absolutely. Gail and Jerry, can you talk a little bit about how Little Mo has fit in with Matias's overall tournament experience as he's developing into now, you know, he's aged out of Little Mo, but he's in the 14s, I'm assuming, or maybe you're about to, are you playing 16s now, Matias, too? Oh, a little bit of both, yeah. Yeah. Um, But kind of how the Little Mo events, how you fit them into his overall tournament and competition schedule, just from the parent side. Well, as uh, parents, we um, we thought it was very important to have him participate in these tournaments because the competition was very, it was a very healthy environment and mm-hmm. the way in which they evolved and, and, and the way he enjoyed them and, and, and got to, for us, it was a priority. And as he mentioned, we started when he was six or seven years old. And every year it was, we set it in our calendar as a, it was something that we were going to try to do and, and just try to have it in our schedule. And the only one we couldn't figure out how to, because of timings and, and sometimes our work and schedules and everything was the one in New York. We, we were never able to do New York. So we missed that experience. Uh, but it, it is just such an experience in which I just remember as I was listening um, a couple of minutes ago to a conversation, the, the experience of getting to this huge site, you know, the PGA, which is an amazing site, beautiful courts, and you walk in the, the, this resort and all, everybody in the staff is towards the kids and they make them feel special and you get to breakfast and they, you know, here's the waiter asking the kid, the six, seven year old kid, how, how's his match? How was it yesterday? How's it looking to this competition day? How are you feeling? So it really makes them, uh, they, they really get to experience. I would say kind of what maybe a professional, you know, like arriving to this site and they're like the famous ones and everything is around them. And, and I think that is, that is one of the things that we love from it because, you know, the, the kids had their own spot there. There was always very interesting. Um, we remember listening to Chris Everett give a speech that was an amazing speech. I remember Alistair McCaw, there was Kevin Anderson. So it's such a great content and the kids just go crazy. They have a pro like Kevin Anderson was, I remember it was, it was just breathtaking. I, I can see Matias's face <laughs> you know? and, and, and you see all these, all this content that is so valuable. And, and so it was such an experience every time we would come back home and there was so much uh, to to work around and digest because it was a wonderful experience. So 
Uh, hopefully yeah. that answers your question, Lisa. I, I <laughs> yeah. we, live in, we live in South Florida, right? So there's tournaments all year long, all the time. And we used to go to every single tournament or many, almost every weekend because we have also an older son uh, that also played tennis. So, so the, the, the thing with the Little Mo, it's, it's, it's that it's a very unique tournament, so different from all the other tournaments. And we, we were always waiting for, you know, for the end of the year to play the Little Mall. Because they, they, yeah, as, as Gail was saying, Matthias just loved it, and, and Sebastian uh, also loved it. It's it's just the experience of being there, and, and it's you know there's there's like a players party, but there's also yeah. as Gail was saying, there's there's like you know talks or or there's always something. I remember I had the experience of taking Matthias to California to one of the tournaments in California, and there was you know the the, the kids had a master class, an interactive. Masterclass with uh, with uh, the Brian's brother's um, uh, dad, uh, right? So Wayne, yeah. Wayne, yes, he, he was. You know, he was great with the kids. He so the kids just loved it, right? And and it was you know such a different experience. It's very very um, friendly. It's healthy. It's not. It it gets competitive at the end, of course, right? Because the players there's such sure. a good level. Uh, but you know, outside the courts, it's it's another story. So it, it's it's just a, an amazing experience. Mm -hmm. I will say, I I experienced Little Mo as a tennis parent with my son. Then I also experienced it through parenting aces one year, where I just went to watch the tournament and see some of the local kids play. And you're right, Jerry, there is an atmosphere at a Little Mo event that sets it apart from any other tournament your child will be involved in. And, you know, when I was coming up in junior tennis, there were certain tournaments every year that everybody looked forward to because you knew they were special. They, the tournament itself felt special. You got a really cool T-shirt. There would be a player party. I mean, all these things that would set it apart and make everybody look forward to that event every year. We don't have so much of that anymore other than Little Bo. And I'm so thrilled that y'all have found a way to continue to grow this concept and to expand it now into Big Mo, letting older kids participate. But then also this whole notion of Little Mo Club where the kids can kind of form their own community, interact with one another. As Matias said, there's social media, um, there's contests, there's educational content. I, I just think it's phenomenal. And Gail and Jerry, hats off to y'all for, for mm -hmm. picking up the ball and involving Matias. Matias, maybe you and got your parents involved, but for the three of you to to run with this notion and pull something together during the pandemic, especially, I think was, was really an important step for young players to keep them engaged in the game. Can y'all talk about how somebody joins Little Mo Club? Is there a cost involved in all of that? Matias, maybe you want to take that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll jump in for that one. Um, okay. It, it, so the, what we're doing now is that all the all the players that register for the tournaments this year, they will get direct access, and it will not have a cost for them. It is included in their event. And in the future, what we're going to be doing is once we start opening it, 
we will be, you know, if there's players from out that are not able to join our tournaments or that they live in another country, then we're going to design something special for them in which, because we, we, one of the things that we're going to integrate is we're going to do an online tournament, tennis tournament, where we're going to be linking all the kids that there's a lot play, a lot of expert tennis players on the Xbox and PlayStation and so on and so forth. So we want to create a community where we link them and we join them um, so that they can be part of this club, even though if they're, if they're not able to come to, to the tournaments in the U.S. because maybe they live too far or whatever the reason is, they can be part of our club too. So we're going to have something special for them and we'll be delivering that part, of, like doing the announcements whenever we're ready for that. We're still working on it. <laughs> but, hey, but I, I understand that. Yeah. I think, um, uh, Lisa, an important concept is we wanted to take, you know, the mission of the Little Mall, the, you know, Maureen Connolly Brinker Tennis Foundation, uh, which is basically to further or to promote junior tennis and to, um, uh, we wanted to expand that, if you will, especially last year, right, with uh, COVID and all that. So we wanted to, you know, to create a place where the kids could stay engaged and stay connected. Because what we saw as parents is, you know, Matias, when, when he went to the to the Little Mo tournaments, he made a lot of new friends, as he was saying, from all over the world, right? And so uh, sometimes they, you know, they just share their contact information or whatever but there was not like a place for them to go into and stay connected and stay uh, engaged. So, and as Gail was saying, we have a lot of content uh, that we want to share, archives, pictures, uh, photos, all that, right? And, and also uh, we wanted to take, you know, this perspective from someone like Matias to, to actually lead the, the interviews, if you will, or to, you know, be the one who actually, because because uh, as Gail was saying, there's a lot of content for adults and for even for uh, teenagers that are playing ITFs and all that, but there's not a lot for kids, like younger kids. And so we wanted to have that. We wanted to, you know, from a kid's perspective, from an, a 10-year-old or a 12-year-old, if he could actually talk to a pro or to a coach, what, what questions would he ask, right? So we wanted to have that here. And I think we're getting there little by little. I think we're, 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 we're achieving that goal. There's one I thing I want to share, Lisa, and I think it's important. Each yeah. player has, each player that's a member has their own page where they can share images from their tournaments, where they can share their, um, you know, all their, their, their profile of, of their player profile. So that, you know, if, if you want to see who plays in, Maybe in another country. I, I'm going to be traveling maybe to Peru, and I want to get in touch with another Little Mo player mm -hmm. because, you know, we might as well get together and, and play a match, or, or, if, or maybe they could give me some kind of reference if I need to get a club or I need to contact someone or some kind of help related to tennis. It's always nice to have a fellow Little Mo player to help you out, you know, and I think that as a community – It's something that that really helps and engages. And, you know, if they've got an Instagram account, they're going to have a spot for their Instagram account. So we're we're in that player player's profile page. They can note all their information of what they're doing. And so we can be 
catching up with other players and, and even friends, even though if we're not in the same country, we could we know what's going on with them if they you know they post frequently and they're involved in their in their in the club. Yeah, no, I love that. Cindy, can you imagine how your mom would react to knowing this is going on? I have just been thinking about this too, Lisa. Mom was such a great believer in the benefits of competition. To, to losing, she would believe, would say, it, it teaches you how to pick your chin up off your chest and be a gracious loser. But also, when you win, it's important to be a humble winner. And in today, so that's really important about competition. It teaches you how to deal with life the good, the, the losses, the defeats, the victories, all that, and humility, how to be humble, how to be gracious, how to be kind. But I think in this age of a digital world, as, as Gail and, and Jerry and Matias have, have so perfectly articulated, you can go anywhere virtually. And and to, to uh, piggyback on what Carol said, the Little Motown is all about fun. It's all about relationships. You know, life is relational. Lisa, it's all relational. And in reality, only a small percentage of of these fabulous players will go on to play professional tennis, but they will go on to get college scholarships, be teaching pros, be community advocates, and to be champions in their community. And I think mom would be so excited because what, what this Little Mo Club does is it creates fun, it creates engagement, as Jerry and, and Gail said, and it creates a relationship that will last for a lifetime. And if one thing mom was, she was relationship-centric. And again, her heart was always to give back, was yeah. always to promote the, the, the passion she had for tennis. So I think she would just be thrilled beyond measure. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Carol, I... Did you have any idea when y'all came up with this whole idea of that it was going to grow into this international, incredible structure that it is now? Well, you know, no, I had no idea. You know, I was hired to be the tournament director of the Virginia Slims and did that in 89. And and we sold that the next year. And so I was just, you know, that's what shows me just sitting around, you know, just thinking about what can I do now, so to speak. And and we did have one little Mo event that started in 1977 that was held in Dallas at the Hockaday School. And we and it had already expanded when I got there um, to Texas players. So after we closed the Virginia Slims, I just loved the little Mo event it was only one day like sort of a, a mom's day out mm-hmm. and bring a little sack lunch and have a little tournament so I thought you know this little mo uh is so much fun you know I enjoyed it so I just and I remembered you know like you were talking when we grew up in Shreveport how much fun it was to go to tournaments and they always had player parties and now especially I think with my experience like I worked for WCT before in for um before the Virginia Slims that I, I realized that the kids would like all the bells and whistles of what we did in the pro tournaments, like opening ceremonies. We That was such a great thing with the pro tournaments to have the flags parading in and, and the player parties. And and so it just kind of came from that idea, like I'm going to and give big trophies. That's what I always, when I was playing, I went to the tournaments that had the, always wondered why big is their trophy. So I wanted to go to play those tournaments. And so I thought, well, I'm just going to get the biggest trophies possible. And, 
and uh, just make it fun. And, and I was really um, strong on the uh, individual age years. I thought that was totally different than what they were doing. But I just felt like so many kids, the two-year age group was too, too much. And, and the kids wouldn't have much success. So I really felt strong about that. And I just thought, well, I, my first idea was to have a little mow in every state. And, uh, and I talked to Kathy Eckel, who was the pro at Royal Oaks and had a daughter, Tara, who was in our program, who had played the Little Mo. And I went to Kathy and I said, what, does what do you foresee for Tara? And she says, well, I see her playing locally and then regionally. And then if she does well from other states. And I thought, OK, well, I'll have one in every state. And she said, oh, no, you're biting off way more than you can chew, which is typical. And she said, no, it, it's already divided for you. The USTA has the sections already set up. There's 18 of them around the country. And, and being in pro tennis, I didn't really know a thing about that. And so right. she said, find somebody in each section. Well, you know, I thought easier said than done. Who do I know in Oregon, you know, in the Pacific Northwest? And it turns out I did know somebody there. And. It worked out to where I found somebody in every section and I just we just started started from there and created the road. And it just from the first year, it, it seemed like it gave kids something to look forward to, which was what I always wanted, you know, to have as incentive to keep working hard. So it just created uh, something for the kids from sectionals to regionals. And I always thought it'd be fun to see who the best players were in my age group. And we used to have that, remember, when the 14s yeah. played the 14s. Now the 14s are playing 18s. Right. So I wanted to go back. I guess you, that's why you're talking about being old school. You know, I went back and we still, you know, do things like in New York, you know, we wear the all whites, you know, and we still wear all white for the opening ceremony and the picture. So I, that's kind of a throwback to my era that you played in tennis whites. So, yeah. and a lot of it is old school. So. It's just been fun I love to watch that. It yeah, I think it's it's really cool. Matthias, do you have like a best memory of Little Mo experiences? Yeah, I do. Um, I would say during Little Mo was obviously I had many. Um, obviously, I went to many different tournaments, had many different experiences. Um, but especially just being able to meet uh, my my like new friends that I'm still in contact to this day from the Nationals from three years ago or four years ago, and just, uh, like, maybe warming up together, right? Like, we would warm up, and then I would go watch his match, he would go watch me, and then in a couple of, like, days after that, we would go to the player party, and we would we'd get these water balloons, we would throw them at each other, so it's just things like that that I feel like, you know, I would have never gotten in any other tournament, because it felt... Very much like a, a competitive tennis tournament, but then it was also like a very relaxed place outside, like outside the court where you could still hang out. It's not like a tennis tournament where you play your match and then you leave, right? It's like you play your match and then you can stay at the club, talk to your friends. And, and then another big one was um, getting interviewed for the first time by, by Cause. Um, you're, you know, you're like eight or nine years old and then there's... He comes with the microphone and the camera, and then he comes to ask you questions. That just feels like awesome. Let me just tell you, when he interviews me at the U.S. Open, I still get nervous and excited. So I can't even imagine as an eight, nine-year-old kid having cause come up with you to you with that mic and that little camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was awesome. And then, you know, being able to do everything that I can with the Little Mom Club now, um, 
a couple months back in the Delray Open, I was being a ball person there, and I got to get some clips of, of Bastian Corda. I asked him a couple questions, and, and you see him now, and he's doing really good. He's top yeah. 100 now. He's just gone, like, all the way. And and the same thing with the Harrisons, the Harrison brothers. I got to interview them. Uh, I got to inter uh, We got to see Tommy Paul. So just those experiences of like kind of running after the players and then trying to ask them like what they thought of Little Mo and how was their experience. You know, those are just things that are just like they're just I don't know, a completely different experience that I would have never gotten anywhere else. So I'm really grateful with Little Mo. What is so cool though is so you're mentioning these professional players. They still talk about their Little Mo experience. I mean, this is not something that is like going to your local courts and playing a level three tournament. This is something special that sticks with players lifelong. And I think that's what, for me, it just, I get the chills talking to you guys because I had tournament experiences like that as a kid, but I don't think my son, other than the one promo that he got to play in, really had an opportunity to have that type of tournament experience. And I think most kids miss out on that unless they know about Little Mo and get involved in Little Mo and play these tournaments. So for those of you watching and listening, if your child fits in the age range of Little Mo, please, please, please get them signed up. If they don't make it in this this next tournament, then sign them up for the next one after that and keep doing it until they get in because it's experience they won't forget well thank so, you Lisa, for those kind words Means well it's it's true and it true. I, you know i get very frustrated and i hear the frustration from the parenting aces audience all the time about you know why are they not making these events special we're paying money to travel paying money to enter and yet it's just the kids go out and play their match and leave there's nothing special about it it's just one more match one more tennis facility you guys have found the magic sauce and i love that you're continuing to improve on things this whole idea of little mo club give the children an opportunity to interact and network with each other gail i love what you said about you travel to a foreign country and you go on Little Mo Club and you find a Little Mo player who lives there and maybe you meet up for dinner or maybe they tell you the best ice cream place to hit up while you're in town or, you know, whatever it is. Um, I talk a lot about, you know, the relationships that I've made through that continue to make through tennis. And some of them go way back to when I was 10, 11, 12 years old. My father, who's 83, has been playing against the same guys in the 11 and unders. You know, they're they're in their 80s and still playing tennis together and, and have never stopped. So these relationships, it, it's about a lot more than winning and losing a tennis match. And that's what would make mom so excited, Lisa. It's the relationships. It's the fun. It's, it's, it's being uh, physically fit, disciplined, because you take what you learn on the court with you in your life. Discipline, determination, dedication. So all great attributes for the future. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, Matthias, I see a broadcast career in your future, a journalism <laughs> yes. career or something, because when you and I did our interview, you did such a phenomenal job, and uh, you're very poised and very mature for 14, and congratulations to you and to your parents and to Little Mo for helping shape all of that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you very much, and, and we're very... Um, we're thrilled to have the opportunity to to work together with with Cindy and with Carol and Matthew, and we're building. You know, they, they've been super supportive, and 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 together we've made such a great team, and it's full of ideas. And I do have to say that we all have gone through a very hard year after with COVID, and for our family, it was working on the little more project was it was like a mission that kept us very busy in the most hard times like it was you know something that kept us we were with ideas it was like a think tank we would you know get together for breakfast and and we were discussing and what are we going to do and let's do this and that and you know we would get the phone call carol how do you see this and it was a lot i think it kept us very busy and with our minds very um in a very creative way and it, and it was a great opportunity and we're very thankful that we that we were able to to join the team i love it congratulations to all of you and again for those of you watching or listening if you are interested in signing up for little mo event you go to mcbtennis.org, click on the tournament link, and that's where you sign up. And they are on the UTR platform now. So um, it's pretty simple. If your kid has played a UTR tournament, you know how, the, how that works. So very easy to get them signed up. And to join Little Mo Club, once they play an event, they are automatic members. And otherwise, there will be an opportunity at some point soon uh, for all kids to be able to join and enjoy the content that Matias, Gail, and Jerry are, are putting together for all of you. So thank you all for taking time out. I know it's, it was a little crazy trying to get everybody's schedules coordinated. We're in three different time zones here, but we made it happen. And uh, it's just been a pleasure to see all of your smiling faces. And I look forward to all the positive things I'm going to start hearing about the Little Mo events this summer. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much. Thank you, Great Lisa. Interview. Good to see you. Good to thank see you, too. Take you. care, everybody. To my listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. We will catch you next time on Parenting Aces. I'm Lisa Stone, and you've been listening to the Parenting Aces podcast. For tennis parents, by a tennis parent. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to us and write a review on iTunes. For more information on navigating the junior and college tennis journey, please visit us online at ParentingAces.com. Thanks for tuning in and sharing us with your tennis community.